as someone who is so excited to garden this spring yet really wants top quality soil i'm really excited to introduce you to coast of maine which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings and if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life you're gonna want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise coast of maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality. With rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification, their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden. Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert. Anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, coastofmaine.com. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty Skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but 
no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. So the more that we are stressed, the more that we're busying, the, the, the energy in our body kind of moves upwards into our head. So, you know, if you think for most of us, I'm going to say pretty much everybody that's listening to this, like your mind's on overdrive, you know, we, what we call the monkey mind. And the more that we get stressed, the less space that we give ourselves, the more that we fill ourselves up, the more that the energy of our body moves upwards into like an, it, it overheats and over agitates an already overheated and agitated mind and stepping up for myself when it feels scary and it's the commitment to go you know I, I can hear you Lucy and I, I hear that this is that you want to get x y and z done and that's okay it's also okay to just step back and take some time out yeah. what we love passing on now is the practices that help you bring you back to balance particularly for those go-go-goers. Now let the magic begin. Hello and Jai Ma, Jai Ma Yomis. It's Raquel and I am in Chenggu, Bali. I'm pretty sure when in, in one of my recent episodes I talked about how I intend to just always pretty much be in Ubud because that's home. Yet after the Nepal trek, something inside of me was like, be by the ocean and then go back to Ubud later. So later this week I'll be in Ubud. Right now I decided to be by Chengdu, which is a very lively and vibrant town. And yet at the same time, I'm staying at a very, actually very nice boutique villa retreat called the Pineapple House. And it is in the perfect location in Chenggu because it's next to one of my favorite places to eat and co-work, which is called Living Food Lab. But also, what the Pineapple House does is they're here for us to have a healing adventure. And side note, the two women that happen to own and run this place, they are guests on today's episode. Again, they are two lovely British ladies who are boss women with a story. The first bit, about the first 20 minutes of our conversation, we talk about their stories. Whew. I hope that you don't fast forward through them because 
I have an inkling of a feeling that something is going to deeply resonate with you, especially if you're interested in either starting a business or you just went through some tragic event. You are looking for surrendering so you can go make your next move or you are sitting on the precipice of deciding between two big major things. You're torn on what to do as you know either decision you make is going to drastically change the trajectory of your life. So you can't fully decide what to do and it might bring you some anxiety, it might bring you some sadness or exhaustion, which is something we talk about on this podcast as that is their specialty in helping people out healing their exhaustion. And there is not enough emphasis on exhaustion as everybody deals with it in one form or another and some some more mild, some more severe, yet it can truly impact your daily existence. And so I'm so thankful for these two and attracting them in my life as this podcast, it definitely has some quote unquote big names, which you can scroll through. I don't need a name, drop them here, but also it has masters in their craft who have lived and know how to hold that space to help one heal and somehow this podcast attracts those type of individuals. I'm so thankful to have met these two phenomenal women that you're about to meet, Rachel Fernley and Lucy Foster Perkins, who again are co-owners of this space. And it was actually Rachel who founded it about six, seven years ago. She talks about why and starting up and starting this business in Bali, which happens to be a very sweet boutique villa. I mean, I step outside on my terrace, my little deck, and I look out and I see the rice field and I hear the birds. You can probably hear the birds in the background now. And it's just so tranquil. They gift you when you stay here yoga and you're also next to the ocean. So then you can surf as well, but all on your own time, you know, there's they're pretty lax here. If you go online to pineapplehousebali.com, you might see they have different retreat options for you. So you've got your surf and yoga retreats, which is great apparently for beginners who really need that supportive environment to begin either their surf and or yoga journey. Then those who just want to come for yoga and wellness. By the way, they do offer even, oh, I just had one massage from their masseuse here yesterday and it was phenomenal exactly what i needed and a side note from that i was experiencing severe water retention here but that massage alleviated it and so that was really nice to just feel reawakened in my body again after the massage and they themselves have yin yoga trainings uh surf yoga and sound healing retreat i mean these women are entrepreneurs in the spiritual space, and I know many of you are too, and so I have an inkling of a feeling you're going to love the advice that they give, that they provide, and the healing modalities they use. I love that we talk about exhaustion on this because one thing they really help out a lot of women out with is exhaustion. and we don't always take into account the fact that perhaps we are exhausted. We don't think about that. We don't understand why we end up experiencing extreme burnout or why we, for whatever reason, all of a sudden don't feel motivated or it can just impact our day in 
impact the rest of our mind, body, and spirit in so many ways. And people usually do not take into account the severity of their exhaustion. And everyone experiences it. It could be mild, it could be very severe. But when you listen to their definition and how they see it and the practices to help alleviate it, which are very simple by the way, this could transform your daily life, especially if you are that hustle and grind boss woman like these two definitely are. I mean, yes, they're yogis and yes, they actually are Ayurveda practitioners, business owners, and retreat leaders. And also, Rachel's a single mama. <laughs> so they definitely experience exhaustion because they have a lot on their plate. They see the value in just helping people learn to either take it slow, to take it slow, or if you are in that state where you're taking it so slow because of exhaustion, what to do to help you finally get out of that. I mean, one of the questions I get asked most is how do I get unstuck? I'm, I feel stagnant or I, I feel exhausted. I feel paralyzed right now and I just don't know what to do with life. This episode will indeed help you in so many ways. So you should definitely go check out Pineapple House. Go to pineapplehousebali.com. And if you do decide to book with them, let them know that I sent you. <laughs> and their prices, I think, are honestly very great for providing all that they do. You'll see. Check them out on Instagram at Pineapple House Bali. And then, of course, I'm going to leave the co owners, Rachel and Lucy's Instagrams, in the show notes as well if you want to say a little hello. Also, let me say a little hello to the Yomi Review of the Week. Now, on behalf of the two beautiful British women who are on the podcast today, I would love to choose a Yomi Review of the Week from the UK. And this one is light and love this podcast is truly transformational i'm always looking for new information and new ways to learn and your podcast is the new beacon of love in my life i'll be listening as i do my university work dreaming of a thousand dimensional lives with a laughing emoji (laughs) thank you for this gift x well thank you for the continual listening especially as you do undergo the stress of university work. I am very familiar with that. We are one dimensional, or we are multi-dimensional, beyond one dimensional. And so just know as you do this in this small narrowed human experience, know that perhaps every little bit of work you do, every knowledge you acquire does happen to feed a seed for your soul's expansion in some way. I don't know where that came from, it just came out. (laughs) And then, Um, Might as well just choose another. So this is also, this is Matthew from the UK. Love it when guys leave reviews. And of course it's very short, which also is awesome. I love that too. And he writes, love this podcast. Found it nice to hear about your journey with darkness. I look forward to hearing more. Thank you, Matthew. And guess what? You will hear more about my darkness and Rachel and Lucy's dark periods as well on this episode. I mean, we're all, I mean, we're human. We're all human. So we do experience that. So no reason to feel alone. Just know that other people are, even if you're on a soul journey, which everyone is, but if you're consciously on a soul journey, you're going to experience the darkness in order for you to expand. So thank you for your reviews. I might as well do this one. This one's super short and from the UK as well. Love this podcast so much. Wish I had found it earlier. (laughs) Well, um, I wish you did too. 
what the hell? Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your reviews. They mean so much to me, and I hope to continue to provide value for your human and for your soul. And also, Skillshare. You guys, I gotta, I gotta throw them in here because they're sponsoring this episode. Many of you have heard this a million times, so I hope you're not sick of it by now. But really though, Skillshare, I mean, I'm so thankful to have them continue to sponsor Your Own Magic because, you know, new ears, like that last review, do continue to hear these, the new episodes usually. Not a lot of people go back to the super old. Some do, many don't, and so, all the new people that are discovering not only the new guests but Skillshare I mean they have something some tool to use for free for two months by the way to help them enhance in some skill in some way so yeah of course I'm going to continue to talk Skillshare as they continue to sponsor the podcast because new people are coming in and they deserve to also learn something new for free for two months that's right when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic i mean they have a variety of over thirty thousand courses by the way to learn something new in creativity and business in tech i mean just a variety of interests and you'll hear midway through more about it so with all that being said Two months for free, skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. But now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with the co owners of the Pineapple House, Rachel Fernley and Lucy Foster Perkins. I'm so thankful for this moment. I Everybody's missed out on our wonderful conversation. Conversations, because we've been together for the past three hours almost. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. I feel like I'm already deeply connected with both of yeah. you before we even yeah. begin the podcast part of it. And so I think that that's only gonna enhance it. This happened for whatever reason. Also, we are in Lucy's room right now mm-hmm. at Lucy and Rachel's home. And just to paint people a picture, we're in sitting in a dark room because we decided to cover everything for Yamaya. Am I saying it right? Yes, you are. And we're going to talk about Yamaya, the meaning behind it in a second, because I think that's beautiful. And the listeners, many of them are super into goddesses mm. and understanding more about goddesses and different deities. So, mm. um, but anyway, so we close the blinds and now we're in this dim setting and I feel way more grounded here me too yeah <laughs> <laughs> the dog catches flies <laughs> that was so funny Mo just caught a fly in her mouth and she's a dog <laughs> she's a dog don't worry but that was <laughs> oh my gosh she's a dog frog <laughs> oh my god She's got quite the skill of catching them, actually. That's impressive. I don't know many dogs that do no. that. But yeah, this setting, the fact that it has a dog energy is also very nice, too. This dog is chilling. What kind of dog is that? Bali dog. A Bali dog. Yeah, yeah they Which don't have name. These oh. two Bali dogs are sisters, and they've probably got some yeah. ancestors that yeah. were not a Bali dog. But so yeah. beautiful. Well, I feel way more grounded here. In the spirit of it, do you guys mind joining me in a quick little prayer? Sure. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> 
Dear Divine Guidance, thank you so much for this beautiful opportunity with these two very phenomenal souls, expansive souls that have truly in just this short window of time have expanded my mind in so many ways. And so I'm so thankful for this opportunity for them to share their message for the listeners as I can already feel that they have so much to share that will help heal or transform the lives in some way. So feel free to use us all as a vessel to deliver whatever message you believe the community collectively needs to hear at this time and may we just flow Uh (laughs) i'm staying at their beautiful space called the pineapple house in changu bali and you may have already watched my insta stories about it and i'm gonna have some posts on it too that i really want you guys to see their beautiful space and so they have stories to share and they have a purpose and a mission that they are fully living and also the pineapple house is a part of it too correct Mm -hmm. um yeah and so one of you either one of you can start would love to hear more of both of your stories and how you got to where you are today so this is rachel i'm rachel (laughs) i started at the pineapple house myself nearly five years ago I had worked on, I was working on the boats professionally for 10 years as a sailor and a racer. Mm-hmm. And I sort of went through my own sort of version of sort of fatigue and exhaustion and burnout. And I came up against my Saturn returns. Mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was 27. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I really got whacked. I got whacked in so many ways. I, I blew many discs in my spine. I had a bit of a dependency on alcohol and some other bad habits. And I really recognized the need to make some big changes. So to sort of cut a really long story short, I left the boats and I became a yoga teacher and I traveled around the world for a while teaching. And then I wound up in Bali running a retreat for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I came here specifically for that job. That, that job basically came to a bit of a spectacular end, as Bali can often do when something has sort of completed itself. completed itself. Yeah. And I always knew that I was meant to do my own thing. I'd been here for about a year and a half, and I just didn't want to leave when that job came to an end. I was like, oh my God, like I i got to do something myself. So I literally just, you know, on a wing and a prayer, set up the pineapple house, literally just rented a villa through all the money that I had into setting it up and just crossed my fingers and hoped for the best. I had zero business knowledge at all. Um, like I said, I've been sailing around the world for 10 years and um, it worked. <laughs> you literally were just in the middle of the ocean for 10 years pretty much, Well, right? not well, literally like, in the middle well. of the ocean, but uh, I was sailing and racing. Like I lived okay. on boats for 10 years. Not many people purchase property. You made it happen yeah. so you could make your dream happen of staying here. Yeah. That is so inspiring. Yeah. You just did it. We did it. Well, I did it in the yeah. beginning, yeah. And we, we rent the properties, just to clarify. In Indonesia, that's what... Yeah, we can't buy. We, we can't unless buy. you're... From this land. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of how I started Pineapple House. And, and what it started with or as was I, I had such fun here. You know, I mm-hmm. surfed, I did yoga. Like, I really enjoyed the Bali life. Like, I love the culture. I love the people. And I wanted people 
to have the experience that I have rather than kind of going on a retreat and having something that's quite disconnected to the experience that I had. I wanted people to almost just come and do what I do. So that's how it was born. And then fast forward four and a half years and Lucy appears. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll let Lucy tell the story of how we met, but then we basically partnered um, in the Pineapple House. And now we are, what we talk about is like the maturation of the mm-hmm. Pineapple House, like maturing the Pineapple House to match our own kind of evolution and development. Wow. Yeah, so it's kind of Pineapple House 2.0. Yeah, yeah. so it's beyond even just, a, not just, but it's beyond a retreat space. You yes, guys are just evolving it yeah. to something very unique, which I'm very curious about. Yeah, so I was originally trained as a professional contemporary dancer, and I danced in the UK and Austria, and I always surfed though, and that was always a a bit of tension and conflict between the two because you can never get a dance job where you can surf and often in the dance contracts you can't do any extreme sports and that voice became louder and louder and louder and just before Saturn's return at 27 (laughs) it just became so so loud to me and um, I had a bizarre experience um and it's a uh, i'll cut it as short as i can but basically i had an experience where a guy attacked me and tried to rape me in broad daylight in london and five days later and i got mild post-traumatic stress from that but five days later i got an email saying that i'd won a surf camp in portugal um and i don't even remember entering this surf camp and I got this and usually because I was a workaholic back then and I had a bad relationship with money and I always felt like I had lack usually I would have gone oh I'd love to do that but like I've got work lined up for that and I really need the money and I was like no 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 I'm going I just had this horrible experience and I know that anyone if I asked anyone they would say go and I went and I just had the best time and it that was the catalyst of of this what became a want and it now became a need. I was like, I, this can't just keep visiting the lifestyle that I want to live. I need to live the life I want to live. And I continued dancing for a short while. I was finishing a contract in Austria and I came back and I remember just being, you know, just trying the dance auditions again and, and nothing came up and just sitting with my mom just being like, mom, all I want to do is surf. Like I want to be free. And, and to her credit, she said, then you've got to do that. And you, if it's so strong and you've got to go, you know, she was, I remember saying like, it might mean that I have to come visit you somewhere and I'm going to really miss you, but you have to follow that. And I, so that I, I stopped dancing then I'd never danced again. And I did a teacher training and I just knew that this was the way that I was supposed to go. So I got a job in France. Um, I then got a job in in India and the company that I was working for in India was a surf and yoga retreat space. And when I got there, I had taken over the job of this girl called Rachel. (laughs) And everyone was like, oh, you you would love Rachel. She was here before. And, you know, like Rachel used to do it like this. Rachel used to do it like that. And sometimes I was like, oh, great. (laughs) Rachel used to do it like that. And um, (laughs) I everyone was like, you just got to meet Rachel. And I just knew she was in Bali. And then the second year that I was with that company, um, I was offered a job in Bali to teach at a retreat. And 
a week before it got cancelled and my friends in India were just like, just text Rachel, you know. And I messaged her and she was like, I've just opened the pineapple house. Just come and stay for three nights and then you'll work out if you, you know, what do you want to do? Because I had six weeks before another job in Sumatra. And I came for three nights and I stayed for six weeks and I couldn't leave. And Rachel was staying at the pineapple house at the time. So it was she and, and me and then guests came and went. <laughs> and during that time, I just fell in love with Bali. And I just the first time since I'd left the UK was like, I really want to build something here or just spend more time in teaching. And Rachel and I got on like a house on fire and she said, well, actually, like, I could sponsor you. We could we could work this out. So she was totally my guide there. And um, yeah, so then I went home for the summer while the, the visa stuff was sorted and came back. And then she and I taught a couple of studios at the same place. Um, and I, again, with like Rachel, like I surf, I love the yoga here. I love the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We have such amazing community of women here, particularly great men as well, but really like the community of women we have here is so amazing people just living life differently but we've got each other's backs in the ups and downs of that and um, yeah we're so blessed so yeah I then met my ex-partner we did long distance for a year I moved to Oz to be with him two years later it was became apparent that that wasn't working I made my bravest decision I've ever made in my life which was to leave him and Rachel was just like just come back to Bali, just be here, stay for a month, just, and I just needed to cry and sleep for three weeks. And um, yeah, and then I didn't know, but Rachel had been plotting and manifesting a plan. (laughs) And yeah, after some time of letting me sleep and cry, she said, hey, look, I want you to partner with me if you're keen. And I was, it was just a big fat hell yes. And now mm. we share the pineapple house and uh, we've now got yin yoga teacher trainings. We live together. <laughs> Her daughter is my goddaughter. Oh, yeah. Um, and luckily we get on really well. Yes. <laughs> it is wild as well that, well, their synergy is truly magical, but also they slightly look alike. <laughs> they look like sisters. It really is mind-boggling. They sound the same. Yeah, Yeah, they sound the same. (laughs) They got the same accent. Yeah, the universe had something in mind when we came out. (laughs) This was all divinely planned together. Well, also, it's so beautiful when the universe does really reward when we make those very drastic decisions that are super hard, like breaking up with an ex for our own path, in a sense, because we know that's just right. Yeah, but then you are so rewarded mm-hmm. in ways that you couldn't even fathom because yeah. that is a good power move for both of you. Yeah, for not just you but also him as well. Yeah, so, and yeah. yeah, and you know the theory or the the teachings of the more you surrender, the more you're supported is you know it resonates when you hear it. But mm-hmm. making that choice every single time it comes up mm-hmm. when it's that big is scary as hell every yeah. single time. Mm-hmm. It does yeah. not get easier. And the surrendering part feels so vulnerable. And like we've both had periods of that in our lives. You know, Mm. Rachel going into solo motherhood, which is Mm. what from pregnancy, from solo motherhood. Yeah. 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 So for me, um, bringing Lucy on board, like I had my baby, and my baby was, she would have been about one. 
around the time when I started to think about the direction that I was taking my businesses in. So I, I wanted to move to taking my work more online and building teacher trainings mm. and I didn't I didn't know what to do with the pineapple houses like I don't want to I don't want to get rid of it or let it go because it's my baby mm. yet I I want to mature as a teacher and a coach and a mentor and I can't do it all mm-hmm. and so I was in this kind of position where I had to basically surrender because it was either like, well, I either kind of hold on to the pineapple house and and actually just do something that I know isn't completely serving my highest good Uh or I surrender and I bring Lucy on board, you know, Uh and actually giving some, giving, you know, letting somebody into half of what you've created is not an easy thing that's that. big yeah. like being able to let go of that control and surrender to something that you have been working on for years as in that's a deep trust as well though so of course that would take time and you'd have to find the right match and the right person but you both clearly called each other in for many 100%. different reasons the fact that you now know you have the, the same mission you both are partnering on something that is going to help heal those in many different ways, especially with what you both, it sounds like, are very deeply passionate about helping people out with right now, which we'll be talking about. Yeah, I honor you both for doing that and listening because that takes a lot of strength and that also takes a lot of trusting your intuitive guidance, which is not easy. Mm. And often really scary. Yeah, That's the thing. It's yeah. always scary. Somebody posted recently, actually, We always highlight, take the path of least resistance, Mm. but what if you were to take the path of your highest resistance? Mm -hmm. Where is that going to lead you? Mm Because leaving the ex probably was a high resistant moment Mm -hmm. at that time, Mm -hmm. and letting go of full control could have been like your highest resistance, but at the same time, how rewarding. And empowering. Yeah. And super empowering. And, it, you know, the universe works in so many mysterious ways, and it had to happen exactly when it happened, because I wasn't ready until I was ready to leave Jeff. We put so much into that. I learned so much, and I had to go dark before I came back up to the light. Yeah. And then um, it had to be that time for Rachel. She couldn't hold on any longer because everything, she was just stretching. So much. And then yeah. her, she had some family issues that she had to go back to the UK. So she mm-hmm. handed over the pineapple house and was like, see you later, bye. And I was like, oh, okay, I can yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the trust empowered me. You know, Rachel has an amazing way of, we, we do have a synergy and, and we're aligned and that's why we're working together. But also she totally trusts me. And I'm sure there's times mm-hmm. when she, she's had to dip into that trust but from the receiver's point I don't in any way feel like she's trying to like give it to me but then still control she's you know with it's so nice to be working with someone who's who totally trusts the direction that I envision as well as the direction that Rachel has been building as well Mm. and um you know it's um, good communication and trust and good alignment and and it's so far it's so far <laughs> really good manifestation yeah it's a really yeah. good manifestation yeah. it's so interesting when stories come to you and then do you ever hear that little whisper like listen to this I wonder if that was just a message for me in some way because your own magic is you know my baby so I, I, should, I think I just was like received a message for listen it's not a right now I have to make any moves but maybe something will come along. Mm. That is just a very big side note. All right, ladies, this 
Your Own Magic Special, female-founded feminine care brand, has been helping many of our lady listeners of this podcast during their very powerful time of the month as they provide our periods with high-quality products and even sexual wellness products made with natural ingredients. Now, now Lola has, they've got, they've got tampons, pads, liners, and cleansing wipes, and there are no toxins, dyes, or synthetic fibers. Hello, we do not want those. <laughs> At least I don't. So that's why um, I'd rather not turn to most conventional feminine care brands as they use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their period products. They treat those with harsh chemicals and cleansing agents and fragrances and dyes and yeah, no, no, no thanks. But fortunately, not Lola. Lola, their period products are made with 100% organic cotton. So Lola wants to also make your period not only healthier, but also easier as they provide customizable subscription boxes. So you can not only mix the products in the box that you prefer, but also the absorbency and then the frequency. It's super easy to just go on their site and edit your order or you can change your delivery frequency or you can even skip a month. And honestly, you can also just cancel your subscription at any time. I also want to note that every time you do choose Lola, you're supporting a brand that gives back to women in need. So to date, Lola has donated over 2 million period products and counting through their charity partner, I Support the Girls, and so much more advocacy as they truly are making an impact. And they're also making an impact on the health during our periods and also making it easier on us. So Lola now offers two trial sets. And these trial sets feature a mixed assortment of the period products. So both sets include six compact applicator tampons. So one light, two regular, two super, one super plus, paired with either two ultra thin liners or two cleansing wipes. So when you purchase a trial set, you'll also be auto-subscribed to their full boxes of both products starting that following month. And then Lola, of course, will send you a reminder via email before your subscription even starts. So that way it's, you know, more of a risk-free way to try the products before making a monthly commitment. And better yet, not only are these trial sets $5, but you, Lola, is offering you 30% off on top of that when you use the promo code MAGIC30 at checkout on mylola.com. Plus, I also just appreciate the convenience of having Lola delivered directly to my door with discreet packaging. And also, I'm all about their soothing, all-natural cleansing wipes. But honestly, most importantly, the convenience of, again, personalizing the assortment to fit the flower's needs. <laughs> Especially since I'm mostly a naturalist. I do prefer something that does happen to be 100% cotton or something of the earth versus toxins and dyes and plastic applicators, yada yada. So, no need to question it. So they've got us. They've got us and our health conscious selves. It's never been easier to try Lola. Get started with a trial set today. Like I talked about earlier, you get 30% off your $5 trial set today by visiting mylola.com and entering the promo code MAGIC30. That's the number 30, MAGIC30, to redeem your offer. mylola.com and enter promo code MAGIC30. 
30. I'd like to segue into a big topic that you both are very well versed on and have been helping a lot of people out for something that I think that pretty much everybody deals with, but nobody either A, admits it or B, is aware of it. Yeah. Because it's a thing. This is like a real problem for most everybody. Exhaustion. Yeah. It's huge. It's an epidemic. And even being in a very peaceful place like Bali, people still experience it. What's interesting is that I was feeling at ease and stuff, but because of my lack of sleep and the type of night I had last night, I woke up feeling so exhausted and I haven't felt like that in so long. And I was like, <laughs> really? Divine timing universe. I get it. Okay. The universe wanted me to feel it to come in and just remember what exhaustion feels like. I was, you know, thinking, I was like, man, I don't know if I can do the interview today. My mind was trying to talk me out of it because I truly felt so exhausted and drained and like emotionally I'm reacted to it physically yeah there's a lot going on and so we'll indeed have to talk all about it yeah. how do you both define exhaustion for me I think the the simplest way to define exhaustion is that your energy output is greater than your energy input mm. so your just expending more energy than you're putting in and and when we talk about putting energy in it's like in a wholesome way like how are you supporting yourself to build your energy so that you have a surplus because we want to kind of get to the end of the day with a surplus of energy we actually don't want to be getting to the end of the day drained <laughs> I feel like a vegetable a lot of the time because <laughs> yeah. the end of the day I'm just like I don't want to do anything yeah. just like leave me alone yeah. mindless you know and and one of the one of the ways that we can define kind of optimum health and therefore not being exhausted mm -hmm. is by finishing the day still with energy to spare. Wow. Which I think is unusual for many people. Yeah. But what about if you want to go to sleep? There's a difference because you want, you want to be tired, but if you have energy, I, I think that. So it's a different, it's, it's different. It's a different type of energy. It's not yeah. that, it's not that wired awake energy. It's just not you feeling feel good. depleted oh, on yeah, a cellular yeah, yeah. level. Whereas yeah. I know for myself as a relatively new mom that's still mm. breastfeeding, like I get to the end of the day and I am exhausted. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. And I know that because I am supporting a mm. child because I'm still breastfeeding, my energy output is way more than my energy input for at the sure. moment. For sure. And um, I think it's what's worth, worth talking about as well is that we have periods naturally in our lives or maybe at work where there is going to be more energy output. And then what we see is that there is no break from that. So there is no coming down and then having a period of recovery. So there is energy output or a high intense or stressful period. Maybe it's at work. Maybe there's stuff going on at home and or maybe you have a goal you know and your, your fitness you know you, you want to be able to do x y and z but there's no break from that mm -hmm. and then you go on to the next one and the next one so there is a pendulum that, that naturally will swing from from one side to the other and and being in balance for me or, or living with energy is not not pushing myself there are periods where that you can do more but it's really taking care of yourself knowing that you have had this 
period where physically or emotionally or intellectually you have you know pushed the boundaries and you want to thrive and you want to explore new things and you want to push yourself and I, I get all of that it's having that understanding and also that commitment and that love and compassion to yourself to know that coming down especially when your mind's been racing you know you, you're completing a project at work and knowing that if you do less it doesn't mean that you're not going to achieve things in your life it, nothing's going to be lost you're not going to suddenly um, dip into a, a deep dark despair where you, you you can't find that achievement or that expression again mm -hmm. it's a pendulum that goes between the two mm -hmm. and exhaustion is when there is no pendulum swinging the other way and the body will make you come back to balance whether you like it or not <laughs> yeah and the body will do it in my experience and my and my perception of how I see a lot of the clients and guests that Rachel and I see at the Pineapple House or in our, in our coaching or teaching is that the pendulum has gone so far one way, this happened to me, I was not stopping and in, in all kinds of ways. It's not just one way. It's not just physically or, or whatever it is. Everything was 100 miles an hour and I had those little signs to help me slow down and I just thought of them as as an inconvenience to my goal and my to-do list <laughs> and the way that the pendulum swung for me mm -hmm. was adrenal fatigue because my body knew that if it was going to grind me to a halt which I needed to do it had to take all my energy away it had to make me into a vegetable because I'd had those signs before my periods had gone my head started falling out like I had other stuff mm -hmm. happening and I was just like God, this is annoying, you know? I can't, I don't have time for this because like, I've already set the goal of like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, and in my head, that's a good thing. So it's just an inconvenience that like, you know, it feels tiring at the time. And it, I had to swing the other way. And you know, I can see other forms of exhaustion in other people and it's so individual. Like there's mm. not one thing, it's not like you get the flu and therefore that equals exhaustion. It has to be in a way that the body speaks to you as an individual. Some people that's taking their ankles and their knees out and giving them an injury to grind them to the hole. Sometimes <laughs> it's, <laughs> sometimes oh, yeah. it's, you know, um, um, a, a, a disease or, a, um, you know, something that's, when you look at who they are, you're like this, this grinding to the hole is perfect mm -hmm. because if it was any other way they would push through or maybe it was another way and they oh, did push gosh. through but it is perfect for that individual yeah. and so my recovery out of adrenal fatigue has to be learn how to swing between those two balances mm. and to allow myself to thrive in areas physically emotionally everything Mm -hmm. but then also to take care of myself and to be brave to slow down and stop mm. and for me it is brave because I'm scared of it and some people like some people are okay with slowing down and maybe going out and expressing themselves outward is brave because it scares them that's not how I was born into this world I don't need help ramping myself up but I need to be brave every time I slow down every single time because for me, my mind will instantly go into like, but if you stop now, uh, like, but you said you were going to get this done and, and well, that might not happen. And, you know, you'll miss out on that. And, but I know better now because the pendulum swung so far the other way. 
and it had to go that far i had to see what the darkness looked like on that side i don't want to ever go back there again yes we need those dark moments to wake us up to the light 100 and it's interesting how it's that conscious choice because your soul will give you signs your body will physically give you these signs but what's the challenge is that conscious choice and being like all right this is what i know i feel is right for me at this time though it sucks and all these other things i just got to trust and surrender back to surrender the universe that this will turn out better for me if i listen and just rest for a moment and having compassion for myself every mm. time I hear that, that voice starting to mm-hmm. give me a, a million reasons why I can't slow down. Mm-hmm. It's, it's self-care for me is commitment to myself mm. and, and stepping up for myself when it feels scary. And mm. it's the commitment to go, you know, I, I can hear you, Lucy, and I, I hear that this is that you want to get X, Y, and Z done, and that's okay it's also okay to just step back and take some time out. And the journey out, and and Rachel and I have both had um, experiences on our own way, and obviously they're individual because we're individuals. Um, But what we love passing on now is the practices that help you bring you back to balance, particularly for those go-go-goers. And the knowledge to understand really what you're doing to your body and what you're doing to your whole nervous system when you go that far in the other way of the pendulum. And we have to do it with love and compassion for ourselves and for other people because we get them. Like, you know, when I see someone depleted, I'm just like, yeah, I I totally get you. (laughs) I was that. Which is the most, one of the most healing things, especially the first step is to be understood and seen and have that compassion. So just being able to hear like, oh, I'm not the only human right now that is super depleted and going through this and feels worthless at this time because I can't do anything, but I want to do everything or vice versa, mm-hmm. but somebody that has been in their shoes. Yeah. And, you know, we're in, we're in a, a time now where everything, there's so much choice, you know, we have yeah. so much choice. There's so much available for us. And, yeah. you know, by all accounts, life's getting easier if you think about technology and how things are getting streamlined yet we are being more challenged by life Mm -hmm. because there is you know we basically have lost boundaries around being able to sort of choose and be able to discern and realize that we can't have it all at once and I, I, I know for myself, like, I'm, I still struggle with that. You know, I want to study this, 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 and do this, 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 all at the same time. So I'm constantly having to bring myself back. But that overwhelm and that feeling as though I'm constantly being stimulated by these little dangling carrots in front of me add to that. So it, it's constantly having to check in. It's not just that situation of like, oh, wow, I've, I've, I've got it. I've. I've mastered this mm-hmm. idea no way. of space. Like yeah. it's it's a constant practice, mm-hmm. and this is something that we, you know, we're both super passionate about mm. educating and guiding people on. Is this constant showing up to your practices that help to kind of ground and stabilize you in this kind of constantly changing and busy environment? <sighs> Actually, it's really hard to make that conscious choice to show up because you want to do so much. It's paralyzing sometimes mm, yeah. where almost 
numbs you, it exhausts you, but it numbs you to want to even do one thing because there's so many options. And that's a really strong indicator that you're reaching exhaustion. When I had adrenal fatigue, I would cry at the choice of... So I ended up collapsing at my friend's wedding and having to be drawn home. And then I was on my bed or the sofa for about two months and that slowly had to come up from that. But I couldn't do anything. I would be at my mum's place. Luckily, I could be taken care of. And I would cry at the choice of herbal teas that I was going to make myself. The choice was too much. And I was so wrapping it up with my own self-worth of being useless because I couldn't do anything. And that choice as well. And that was on the extreme side. But um, I have seen people who have entered into that exhaustion and decisions become overwhelming. And it's not that suddenly a decision is overwhelming. You've crept through Mm -hmm. to that stage. Mm -hmm. And... And uh, you know, when I came back for, to Bali, I was experiencing signs of exhaustion. And the experience was completely different because I knew what was happening. I was in an environment where I felt safe. You know, I was staying here at Rachel's house. And I was like, right, okay, I, I've got to take care of this straight away. So yeah. I just took loads of things off my, off my list. And I, I didn't, couldn't even surf. And I only did grounding practices. Wow. Whereas bef- three years before, I would have been like, well, it's really frustrating that I can't do this or stuff, so I'm just going to push my way through. Mm. Um, or try to, like, fit it all in. Yeah. And it no, doesn't... you just had that period of grounding only. Yeah. No yang. Mm. All yin. Yeah, and just trust that the other side was, well, yeah. was not this. So before we talk about your practices, what are some symptoms that might arise within people that from mild to even severe signs of exhaustion that people often, most often experience. Because to be honest, a lot of people, this might not even come to mind and they might not have any idea that they are experiencing exhaustion and that's what's holding them back. I think a little bit like as Lucy's touched on, like it really is so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on a, I guess on a, more at the beginning of the spectrum, like just this, this constant feeling of just just feeling fatigued like perhaps mm-hmm. not having that real lackluster for life like maybe just being kind of despondent just that sort of meh feeling about mm-hmm. everything in like indecision as Lucy mentioned is a really big one just not being able to focus not being able not feeling grounded so one of one of the things that I observe a lot in in people i'm going to say women because mostly i I, we coach and and mentor women is being really unpresent Mm. so the more that we are stressed the more that we're busying the 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 energy in our body kind of moves upwards into our head so you know if you think for most of us i'm going to say pretty much everybody that's listening to this like your mind's on overdrive you know we what we call the monkey mind and the more that we get stressed, the less space that we give ourselves, the more that we fill ourselves up, the more that the energy of our body moves upwards into, like an, it, it overheats and over agitates an already overheated and agitated mind. So then we end up with this mind that's on overdrive and we become really disconnected to our body. So not only does that result in feeling and 
being very unpresent. Like we've all had that experience where we've been talking to somebody and they're just kind of blazing right through us, mm-hmm. right? Or we, it might even have been us ourselves when somebody's mm-hmm. talking to us and we just kind of, our eyes kind of go a bit boss-eyed and we sort of <laughs> don't take anything in, you know? And that's that to me is a sign that somebody's on that edge of, you know, sliding down, mm-hmm. um, just not being grounded, not being present. I can really relate to what Rachel's saying and I think what's worth understanding as well um, is is how your body reacts to stress and if you think of when we have a stress let's say it used to be more of a prime primal stress of a tiger chasing us would have a flood of adrenaline followed by Mm -hmm. cortisol in our body to save our life so to to send energy to the extremities so that we can be externally focused so that we can see what's happening around us with high alert Mm. so that we can work out the best way to save ourselves Mm. fighting fleeing you know freezing until we understand the situation and what's happening now is that that response is happening from perceived stress and i say perceived because it's a stress that we have perceived from an email or a discussion where we felt unheard or unsafe. But our body has the same reaction. Mm-hmm. And when we, our body switches into this sympathetic nervous system, into this nervous system where we are on high alert, there is no ability to look in and reflect because that's not going to save your life in this immediate, in this immediate situation. And over time, when your body is constantly getting this flood of high alert uh, hormones, your body doesn't think that you've got a saber-toothed tiger, it thinks you're in some sort of chronic danger, like war or famine. And so your body's like, what is a priority to keep me alive in this situation? And what is not a priority is having babies. So periods often go out of whack. What is not a priority is digesting our food. What is not a priority is is detoxifying the body. These are all luxuries when we feel safe. And if we are telling our body we are not in a safe environment, our body doesn't doesn't know the difference between you running around wanting to do X amount of exercise and also starting three brands and traveling and pleasing your boss and pleasing your mom. Like your your body doesn't know the difference between all these stresses and uh, what it it perceives as what it tries to work out. Okay, what the hell is going on out there for me to have this constant need for all these yang, what we call yang hormones? And so over time, like when I see um, um, women for um, private class or or a consultation, I'll say, how are your periods? How's your sleep? And how's your digestion? And how busy are you at home? Like on a scale mm-hmm. of one to four, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they are really good indicators that your body is making the best choice it can. It's mm. amazing. It's not failing you. It's teaching you. And, and that's what I didn't realize is that I was inconvenienced by all these things that were going wrong. I wasn't being taught by my body, which knows best mm-hmm. every single time. It's making the best possible choices to keep you alive and thriving. Mm-hmm. It's like, I have to do this now because later when it's safe, we'll thrive in other ways but you never give it that space to feel safe. And so the practice is, if you do have a full life, 
is to commit to practices that bring you into the parasympathetic nervous system so that your body will naturally detoxify, naturally bring the information down, naturally assimilate the nutrients. It doesn't matter how good your diet is. You could put the best possible foods inside your body. If your body is not in a safe place to digest them, they're just going to go through as an inconvenience. And you, you, we hear the story all the time of, of couples trying to get pregnant and they're trying and trying and trying and trying and they're really stressed about it and it had to be now and I'm turning, you know, X whatever date that they have told themselves they have to get pregnant by and, you know, is it me, is it my partner? And, and they go through IVF and then they just give up. The whole thing's so stressful. And they go on holiday and they relax and they get pregnant. That happened to a friend of mine because their body's like, oh, now we're in a safe environment to have a kid. And I know that there's tons of reasons for digestion problems, tons of reasons for infertility, but a, uh, if our body is not able to do what it naturally wants to do, if we don't give it the environment that tells it it's safe to do it, it keeps you safe in an extreme environment rather than keeps you thriving. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it's not about teaching our body how to relax. It's just giving it space to do what it wants to do. Oh, it's doing it all the time and honoring our bodies and honoring the messages that it's giving us all the time and learning to speak its language again rather than coming from the thinking mind of what's convenient what's not convenient or, or what my daddy expected of me or what society expects us of, of women or to be even everything. the thinking mind thinking Right now, my body probably needs a yin yoga class because I've been yang for so long. And But the mind thinking that versus the body telling you that. There yes. really is. Because mm-hmm. we will also be, and we'll be talking about practices in a bit, I think it's important for us to distinguish what our body really wants versus what we're being told we should do for our body. For example, you talked about eating healthy food. So we think that this is what our body might need at this time. But what if it also, because I actually had a period of time where I needed to be more lax about food Mm -hmm. because my obsession with healthy food Mm -hmm. was actually making my body not digest properly because I wasn't just feeling normal or fine Mm -hmm. or lax about food. So then when I started to relax about that, Mm -hmm. my body started to respond to Mm -hmm. that. When you both heard we're talking, by the way, I just have to say that all of a sudden, I almost feel like I have ears on every fiber of my being when it comes to my, my body's like listen to this soak it up yeah, yeah. soak it up Ugh. and just on that topic of list like body listening we're not most of us i know i talk for myself like i wasn't taught how to listen with my body i was i came from you know a british family with a very formal education that was all about like intellect and intelligence and thinking you know the the emphasis was on was on mind it was on thinking so even though i was very sporty and athletic as a kid it was still all about like thinking and mind and so the the messages of the body and and what we're talking about in terms of like how, how do these little messages start to show up, for example, mm-hmm. if you're exhausted, or how do we listen to intuition? It comes in space mm-hmm. yeah. and in stillness, yeah. and the messages are subtle. So if you are constantly busy, if you're constantly doing, and you're ramping up this young aspect of yourself, which is sort of mind, which is noise, which is kind of externalization, you're not able to hear 
the messages of the body and the intuition. Like so many times I get asked or it comes up in sessions with students or clients like, well, how do I, how do I listen to that? How do I know? How do I, not only how do I hear it, but then how, how on earth do I trust? Mm, that's a big one right because so many so many people make decisions that they perceive to be bad decisions because they make them from the mind and then they just keep using the the mind keeps deciding and the mind is agitated and busy and firing and heated and they keep making what they see as like bad decisions and then they lose that faith because they're making decisions from from agitation and mind rather than from intuition and body and deep listening. Hmm. That deep listening as well, like you said, really comes in that silent space and it is not forced. That's why I sometimes hesitate to put a timer on my meditations because sometimes, especially when things are super chaotic, I like need the time. Mm-hmm. I'm getting chills up my ears. That's interesting. Mm. <laughs> it's not the aircon. It's not the aircon. <laughs> it is not actually. I don't even feel it. <laughs> and the ears are related to the kidneys, which is the um, the kidney meridians related to our energy and our oh. get up and go and and our ability to be able to hear. Yeah. Um, and kidneys is where we store our, our jing in traditional Chinese medicine, which is the energy that we're given as we're born our life force and this is all knowledge that i mean because everybody obviously is going through something different so their signs are going to be in different places however i do think that there might be a way for us to voice it's challenging because you were talking about the body's language the language with the body so we think like oh we are going to hear what our body wants in a way that is verbalized for us in English or some sort of language in which we understand because we were taught this language from childhood, but it's not necessarily like that. It doesn't have an alphabet. It is its own language that only really, and I'm getting chills, only really you and your body, your soul know. Mm. And I think that's a really good starting point if some people are unsure as to like how the hell do they translate or no and although you might not have any idea how to fix it how to change things there is something you know if something's not right yeah even if you can't put a finger on it even if you can't use the word exhaustion depletion or anything like that you know you're not living your fullest Mm -hmm. and that's enough I think for some people to start the journey of seeking help from people who do know and start the, the journey of getting back in touch with the communication with your body. Mm-hmm. And I think we all do know that. We know when we're not fully living and thriving. And I think what's challenging in yang environments, let's say environments where everyone else is busy mm-hmm. and... Um, is that you see it around you so you think it's normal but then also i think people you know we, we have a friend who's recovered from ex, from chronic fatigue which is like a step further from adrenal fatigue it's like when you push through adrenal fatigue and she's now living back in london and she is so courageous in the way that she is committed to living a balanced life in a yang environment but when you make steps and choices 
that are really clear with your boundaries about how much energy you can put out versus how much energy you need to put back in. It can sometimes really be confronting for the people around you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I remember saying, yeah, you know, what? I'm, I'm not going to come tonight. I'd love to see you. Can we see you another day? And you often get, oh, come on, like, just come out. Or, you know, like, you know what, today I'm just going to back off from this. Or like, well, why are you doing that? And that's, that's more of a, a reflection of where they're at. Mm-hmm. And their monkey mind being like, no, 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 don't. If, if you slow down, then it just flags up the fact that I'm going a million miles an hour. And so it, it takes a lot of courage to really step that path in a more yang environment when you don't have the other people cheering you on around you because you start triggering other people. And it's about still going, I know that that's where you're at, but it's it's not where I'm at right yeah. now and I need to be brave in this decision. And it's interesting to start observing other people's reactions when you start making those steps because they might not be there yet. and they're on their own journey yeah especially if they're used to you complying to it that is another thing but the good news is it does seem people are starting to honor others rhythms and boundaries more and more and more because that is super important for everyone's healing yeah and you know Rachel and I are really big on finding the people and surrounding ourselves with people who have got our backs and got each other's backs yeah because then when you mess up got someone who you can go and be like oh I messed up Mm -hmm. I'm knackered again Mm -hmm. and finding yeah finding finding people that are already on that path like I love this phrase that your habits are not your own your habits are a collection of the people that you spend all your time with Mm -hmm. so if you're spending time a lot of time with people who are just constantly doing and constantly busy and never stopping the chances are you're going to get swept up in that mm-hmm. so you know looking start to look for those people that do have slower practices that do embrace both this idea of yin which is the slowing and the feminine and the soothing and the cooling but also have that balance you know yes. of the yang so it is about balance yeah because yeah. excess yin is stagnation and so, uh, you know, yeah. we, we don't see this problem as much, but it, but there is. It's actually know. a very big thing because one of my main questions I get every time I do a Q&A. I'll... And finding, yeah, finding, finding people that are already on that path. Like I love this phrase that your habits are not your own. Your habits are a collection of the people that you spend all your time with. Mm-hmm. So if you're spending time a lot of time with people who are just constantly doing and constantly busy and never stopping the chances are you're going to get swept up in that yeah. so you know looking start to look for those people that do have slower practices that do embrace both this idea of yin which is the slowing and the feminine and the soothing and the cooling but also have that balance you know yes. of the yang so it is about balance yeah because yeah. excess yin is stagnation and so, uh, you know, yeah. we, we don't see this problem as much, but it, but there is. It's actually know. a very big thing because one of my main questions I get every time I do a Q&A, at least two or three people, at least. And usually I get a variety of different questions, but every single time I always get the question, what do I do if I feel stuck? What if I do I feel, if I feel stagnant? 
paralyzed mm. in and I've been there as well where I just I want to just stay in bed and I mean that was a period of depression of course you know where you just don't know what to do yeah. or can't find the energy muster up the energy to do anything it, it's I mean that that depends on how you've got there mm-hmm. because what happens in exhaustion situations it depends whether it's come from exhaustion is that oftentimes you're you kind of go in this sort of kind of upward curve slightly where you feel like really wired yeah and you feel like you've kind of got more energy but it's really empty energy and then you come crashing down and you can come crashing down into depression so if that's happened then you don't actually want to be say going to the gym to start to try to like move some Jump of that out. like mm-hmm. that that move some of that like excess yin you actually need to support more with yin but if you mm. if you've got to that place through simply kind of lethargy and not being very active period and you haven't mm. gone through exhaustion beforehand then you can start to potentially look at adding more young mm. style activities or movement practices slowly I feel deep, deep appreciation for my sponsors who continue to want to extend with the Yomis and stick around as they are providing real value for you and this podcast, this entity. And so thank you so much, Skillshare, for continuing to sponsor Your Own Magic. For those of you who are curious about exploring over 30,000 courses that will fuel your creativity and also your career and help you enhance in whatever skill you have been intending to expand upon, well, Skillshare, my friend, is for you. And they actually have a two-month deal for you for free when you go to Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic. And these classes, they unlock that fire within you to create from your passion, from your heart, start a little side hustle, a new little business, or perhaps even something in the creative realm with Instagram, podcasting, and YouTube. And there are many design courses, many business courses, and a lot of teachers that many adore, such as Aaron Draplin, Roxanne Gay, Simon Sinek, and so many more acclaimed creators that share their knowledge with you. Join the millions of students and the thousands of Yomis that are taking Skillshare to enhance some sort of skill in some sort of field or just learn something brand new when you go to skillshare.com forward slash your own magic and you will get two months for free. In the past, I have taken a couple of their writing courses. I love how they laid out with different modules to build up to a certain level of creativity and then each new module I remember would become a little more challenging a little more thought-provoking, yet at the same time allowed me to let go of my mind, the blocks, and simply just flow. So again, that's Skillshare.com forward slash your own magic and get your two months for free. And there's no commitments. You can cancel at any time. I was in London, actually. I was living in London during this period of time when I was going through my most recent depression and I felt paralyzed I felt like I couldn't do anything but then I was forcing myself to go to the gym 
to try to find that energy. Right. But that wasn't resonating, so it's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think um, if you've had a long period of yang, you need a long period of yeah. yin. That's that was what, <laughs> yeah, I had a long period of yang where I was not. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. when you're in that long period of yin, because we've resisted it for so long, yeah. The thing that I keep having to come back to is trust. Mm-hmm. Like today, I don't feel like I've got the energy to go out and face the world. Tomorrow, I don't feel like I have the energy to go out. And just keep coming back to the practices that will, you know will nourish you and trust it will come back. Can we talk about the practices? Sure. <laughs> I would love to get some insight. What are your top practices? depending on the type of exhaustion. So so both of us have a pretty strong interest in both Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. So we kind of pick and mix because both Ayurveda and, and traditional Chinese medicine talk about this concept of yin and yang. And everyone's different. And everybody's different. And <laughs> yeah. so one, one of the things that I love about Ayurveda is, is we talk about this idea of spanda, which is this constant expansion and contraction. So you like I might have say a really solid set of practices that I'm you know really committed to and then something will happen and those practices will go and of course then the stories come up and you know that I I can't believe I'm I haven't meditated today or I haven't done this and then I come back to this idea of spanda that we are constantly expanding and contracting and Mm. that we have to contract back to kind of like realign and be like well those okay, where am I at now? Because you can't just carry on with the same meditation day in, day out, year in, year out. It doesn't work that way. Oh, you can't I gave myself same... such a hard time when I couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But my, I literally couldn't allow do it anymore. Yeah. You know, and we're constantly, we are constantly evolving. Yeah. You know, constantly evolving. So our practices have to evolve yeah. with us, basically. But, you know, for, for me, typically my, my practices are, there will be some form of meditation and breath work once or twice a day, typically in the morning when I wake up and in the evening. Um, I'm pretty good on, for example, not right now because I'm having some sleep challenges with my little baby, but um, I'm pretty good at not checking my phone first thing in the morning. So giving my, the, the biggest thing for me is like giving myself that space in the morning so that I'm not, I'm not kind of hit by the world when I'm at my most sensitive. Because in Ayurveda, we... There's, we talk about this idea called Brahma Mahurta, which is the very early, early, early time in the morning before the sun wakes up, which is when you're at your most sensitive mm-hmm. on every level. So whatever we do in that time, or you know, if you're not waking up before the sun, whatever you do in that first block of time when you're awake has the most impact on the rest of your so day. True. So if you get woken up by beep, 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 or the news. Some people uh, still get woken up by the news on the radio. Yeah. It's the first thing that enters their consciousness, yeah. right? And this is going to set the course of your day so differently than if you were even just to take five minutes and just stretch your arms into the sky, touch the floor, and take a few deep breaths. Mm-hmm. Like the difference between beep, 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 <sighs> and... <sighs> is honestly exponential. Mm-hmm. And I think it's different for everyone as well. I, for me, um, spending time in nature, just coming back to who we are, mm-hmm. because the stuff that we fill our days with is often stuff that our head's made up, like that we should be doing. And w- what we are is we are one, and we are one with nature. It's not us viewing nature or us versus nature. 
we are nature. However, how could we ever be separate mm-hmm. unless our mind creates that illusion that we're separate? Mm-hmm. So um, what's been amazing is moving in with Rach is that there are two dogs. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so just when I came back to Bali um, and I was so depleted, you know, obviously when you go through a breakup, you you start processing stuff that's been wanting to be processed throughout the whole time it's not just like you're processing just the breakup and I was so tired but just walking barefoot or walking with the dogs um yoga nidra there's a as I am a studio here that has specific restorative and then yoga nidra and Mm -hmm. restorative hatha classes and um I couldn't I couldn't even think about going to a more energetic class because I was like oh man that sounds exhausting I just had to keep coming back to something that lengthened my exhale because your exhale that's long tells you you're safe before I I think I've only just recently done I started doing some more energetic um, Hatha classes not long ago like maybe a couple of months because I was like I just feel like I need to just keep topping up and so it's for me it's doing things that are slow and walking the dogs is so amazing because you're walking and here in Bali nobody walks because you're on a scooter all the time and then when you're in the like you know we live outside in the paddy fields out here mm-hmm. and we go into Chengu which is where we where we live it's it's busy in there and we're really lucky to live in a place where we can just walk straight out the door and be surrounded by nature yeah. so um and the obviously the the other huge practice that Rachel and I um teach and do is yin yoga yeah which entered my life just after my adrenal fatigue I hadn't even I didn't even know the concept of yin let alone yin yoga I was like what is a spectrum (laughs) I remember being so devastated that I wasn't superwoman like I was mourning the superwoman I never was Mm -hmm. and now (laughs) I know that I can be superwoman superwoman in that kind of more typical like go get things way but I match it with going in with my tea and the dogs and being quiet for a while and yin yoga when it was introduced to me was just like a penny dropping and I was like oh stillness like real stillness and it's a challenging practice because if anyone hasn't done it before you hold more passive stretches for a number of minutes you're in stillness and the sensations can be quite strong in your body because you're you're opening up a part of the body that um, you know that you're targeting. And what are you left with? You're left with the sensations, and you're left with your thoughts. So you have to face them. There's no running away from them. Or if you're courageous enough, you face them. And just being still and allowing myself to witness what was there rather than chasing after what I wanted to get, that my mind had told me what I wanted to get, was so profound for me. Yeah. It was the starting point of my new life mm-hmm. <laughs> or my new understanding. And yin yoga has been a tool that both Rachel and I have used so much and, and it's been so pinnacle mm. in our journey. Yeah. And... We teach this a lot. I, I mostly teach in now. Mm. 
And I love teaching yang classes. Both of you are very, as far as just naturally lean towards like a yang, want to wake up and go, 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 right? Just naturally before you have to consciously be like, all right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you crave the yin now, I'm sure. Yes. But, yeah. Oh, and it's uh, totally. kind of like we talked about earlier as well is it's not like we've we've mastered being yin. Oh, it's no. It's a constant right. reminder. Yeah. We yeah. constantly, like, we're both quite young by nature. We're both super driven. Yeah. You know, I've got massive dreams and aspirations. Yeah. And so I have to, like, again, like, if we go back to Ayurveda, this again, this idea of, of expansion and contraction, right? In order to expand to the extent of the possibilities that we want, we yeah. have to be able to contract as well. Like, you know, we have to go be able to go as deep as we want to go high. Yeah. So the bigger yeah. that you want to go, the more you want to do, the higher you want to reach, the deeper you've got to learn to go and Ooh. the stiller you've got to learn to be. Ooh. I want to overview this a second. So one, start your morning with, silence or your breath nothing that is going to interrupt you or honestly one of the reasons why i'm in bali is i love starting my morning with the roosters they for some reason call me be nature yeah so and it's pretty that one yes and just intention like intentionality 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 whatever that is whether it is with the roosters whether it is walking Mm -hmm. on you know barefoot on the floor whether it's meditating be intentional. Be intentional in the knowing that that really is going to help the remainder of your day in some way. Even though chaos will still arise, mm-hmm. you're, there's a good chance a storm is going to hit at some point. Maybe not that day, maybe not that week, mm-hmm. but there will be another one. And when it does hit, it, you at don't least, want it to topple you over. Exactly. And if you're already full and wired and, and filling your day and reactive, yeah. a lot of this comes from being so full you're so reactive yeah. to what happens around you and so the the snowball gets bigger and bigger because what might not stress you or trigger those yang hormones mm-hmm. is now stressing you out someone said something in a tone that was slightly off and you're just like in your head you're like if you i'm gonna mm. like oh, <laughs> dare she does she know what i'm going through whereas if you're in a place of of um of calmness you can um you can have more um, compassion. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to, um, we're both really interested in communication, nonviolent communication. And man, that tests your reactions because you have to be so freaking honest with yourself because you can tell yourself some pretty strong stories as to why you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mind is very triggery. Yeah. And I was listening to a, a, an interview with this couple who, who do a lot of marriage um, counseling, but also now to the wider community because communication is so key with everyone you speak with Mm -hmm. and um the guy in it was said something that made total sense to me which is when you are spoken to or speak with a tone that is uh sharp or defensive or anything that's not kind of like i've got you love and compassion let's have a you know dialogue about this it triggers cortisol cortisol Mm. is your i need to stay alive so when you are triggered, when you are flooded with cortisol, you are externally focusing. You are keeping yourself alert and looking for danger. You're looking for that person to attack you. Mm. And when you're in that place, you can't be compassionate. That means you can't be, com- because if you think of yourself being chased by a saber-toothed, saber-toothed tiger, you're not going to be like, oh, have you not eaten today? Do you want my arm? You know, uh-huh. you're like, get me out of here. So 
you then can't be compassionate towards yourself. And that means being really listening to the underlying current of what's going on here, or hear the other person and hear what's underneath their tone. So Ooh. if you're externally focused, because you're constantly got adrenaline and cortisol flooded in your, in your body, you're not able to be non-reactive to someone else's whatever going on in their day, mm -hmm. fill in the gaps. And then that's another trigger and it's adding to this story. So when you're coming from a place of stillness and you're starting your day with intention, like Rachel talked about, then also you're able to observe things for what they are and not how you interpret them. That person is having a shitty day and so they're saying it in a tone, they haven't got the energy right now to be able to navigate this in another way or the tools, whatever it is. I hear them, I'm not gonna let them walk over me, this is not about letting your boundaries down, but I'm not gonna be tipped over the edge and then go into continual story mm -hmm. and to continue this story to your body and to snowball this whole thing. So it's that place of awareness and starting your day and the practices, we keep coming back to who you are and being observant of who you are and what's going on without around you also helps with this continual story of fight or flight versus coming back to calm. Yes, and that is, um, again, back to conscious decisions, conscious choices. The narratives are likely to arise because we've trained our minds since we were children to come up with these stories, these narratives about what is going on, what we perceive this world to be externally. Yeah. And constantly, I mean, I still, though I talk about this a lot, I still always have to remind myself that this is my story. This is a perception. And is this perception serving me mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. the situation? And Rachel and I are massive Brené Brown fans. Oh, In yes. her book, Rising Strong, she talks about the story you're telling yourself. And I've used that with my ex-partner and it changed so much. It, mm -hmm. And if you are, you are communicating with someone who's really into this as well, you know, and, and allowing you to have your story, then, you know, and Rachel and I often use this sentence of the story I'm telling myself is, mm -hmm. and then you're accepting that it's a story, and then you're also saying to the other person, just just listen for a moment, but the story that I'm telling myself, just help me navigate this. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm reacting to it, and I realize it's a story. Can you help me just find the truth under this? Especially if someone's on board with this, they can just, just hear you, Yeah, not fix things. Yeah. Not try and resolve it. And Being Mrs. Mm -hmm. Advice, which sometimes you don't want. You just want to be heard. And also my recent quote-unquote break or whatever, we both had that languaging of um, from my perception, from my story. Yes. And realize that we both were indeed in different positions <laughs> when it came to yeah. our stories. of the Everybody wears a completely different lens, obviously, but... My mind was very triggered by Mama Bali, Will Rapsuit, but um, she brought certain situations into my life right before the Nepal trek where I was creating the same story about almost every person that was entering as how they saw me because I was letting go of something from childhood of abandonment, which I'm still getting over abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. And so so there would be silence from these people, like every single person that, you know, I thought I had a great connection with, which I did, but it was just 
Mama Bali or something showing me that I had this story with everybody because they would always come back around and there was literally there wasn't any story that I had created on their end. So it was just really interesting to witness my mind come up with these stories and realize mm. how much of an illusion that was and unnecessary because it did create more exhaustion. It, it took a toll on me for a bit, for and, so many people. And that's, the, that's the, the real challenge with stress and hormones mm. is that as soon as we get on that, that bus, mm-hmm. <laughs> is it keeps on going. Yeah. Like the, the, the more stress that we perceive, and yeah. stress is perception, it's not real, and that's that's a whole nother wow. really massive conversation. But the more that we perceive we're in stress, the more our hormones ramp up. The more our hormones ramp up, the more our body responds to the stress and our mind responds to the stress negatively. Mm-hmm. And then the stories continue and then we feel more stressed and then more hormones get released and we keep on going and going. And the more that we do that, the more we cloud our body, the more we cloud our mind and the more reactive we become. So then the less space we have. So then the less space we have to ask ourselves those reflective questions of like, is that my story? Is that my stuff? Or is that? And you see, so this is how we end up on this vicious cycle of stress and story and stress and story and stress and story. So how do you guys let go of those stories? How do you shift them? Space. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Versus space. Versus that silent space. Writing or talking the stories mm. out yeah because when you say the story i'm telling myself i realize how ridiculous yes <laughs> exactly yeah. That's you know great. like rachel and i had a conversation yesterday about uh, two different situations we'd have and about the stories that we were bringing to those situations mm-hmm. and I, I was noticing myself get really agitated about the situation and then you know kept you know just been able to say can you just listen to my story <laughs> and mm. so i can just voice that it's a story and it's about also being around people who you can safely say that to because that's a very vulnerable place to be and if you're around someone who's just like well that's stupid and you're like oh god I know (laughs) I'm just like just hear me out yeah and and sometimes I'm like sometimes it's like five days later and I'm like god I've been reacting about that story for five days you know Mm -hmm. or you realize that you're reacting on that on a story that you created when you were seven yeah you know, and, yeah. and those yeah. beautiful moments, on. you're like, I'm doing a story right now. They're the best ones. Cause you're like, I don't even have to carry on with this story. Yes. Most of the time it's like last week I was doing that. It's at the time when you're letting that energy go. That's yeah. what I love of that, that moment happened. Cause it's like, oh, this is something that I was holding it within since childhood that it just, it, it wants to go right now. So I'm releasing it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we have like five minutes. So, I want to wrap up. This was so healing and helpful, by the way. For even myself, I'm sitting mm-hmm. here and I'm my body, like I told you, I felt like I had ears on my pores. <laughs> like, oh, listen to this. Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. Um, but I ask all my guests this last question. How would you advise your own magic listeners to create their own magic? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your magic you already have, and this is something Rachel and I have been discussing a lot recently, you already have it. It's just accepting mm-hmm. that you have it <laughs> and not being afraid of it and allowing the universe to show it to you. You don't have to add anything to get it. Mm. You are already it. and 
to strip back all those limiting beliefs that you are not, you have to do more to get more or do more to be more, that it's already there. You just have to accept it. Mm-hmm. And although that might sound as a concept really weird because you're like, well, I want it, so why can I accept it? But you're sitting on it already and believing on a deep cellular level that it's there. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't feel like you see it. Mm. It's that faith, it's that trust that we were talking yeah. about. It's, it's a realization rather than a searching. Mm-hmm. When when people go seeking, they're seeking something outside of themselves mm-hmm. that inherently lives within. Yes. So it stops seeking and turn inwards. It's there. Like you believe in perhaps God, source, universe, or you believe in the love of your parents. It's not that you need to seek it. Mm. You there. are it. It's there. You, you are, are it. That's beautiful. Thank you guys so much. This was amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad we're connected. This was so divinely planned. (laughs) Dear Yomis, thank you so much, so, so much for lending your ear and taking time, valuable time for your soul to listen to this episode today. I am honored to provide this for you and I hope something in this spoke to you and shifted you in some way. I would love to personally connect with your soul on, well, of course, IRL, but also on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. My Instagram, which I am finally active on, is at Raquel Mantra. That is spelled R-A-Q-U-E-L-L-E Mantra. I'll put that in the show notes. And make sure to not only see and respond to all the comments, but also send love back to you because why not? And then for you to also connect with me and this powerful tribe of like-minded individuals, high-vibing individuals to, to raise your vibrations, feel free to join us in the Your Own Magic secret Facebook group. That will also be left in the show notes. And feel free to browse yourownmagic.life. I have some free guided meditations on there and more information about upcoming retreats and events. And of course, my offering, my service is the Soul Tribe exclusive site, which is $44.44 USD. This is for life for you to receive many meditations and The most recent one was to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to see your highest potential in a hypnotic state. For example, like reprogramming your subconscious mind to see your highest potential while you're in a hypnotic state, along with others like activating your third eye or short, simple ones to ease you into your morning or alleviate anxiety and a lot of deep imaginings which i love to do personally is to just visualize and expand my imagination so i can be more creative in my day in addition to that other soul expanding journalings to ask yourself every morning and magic challenges and other spiritual rituals yada yada (laughs) anyway i love you all so much thank you so much for listening and have a magical day